I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Silly Jedi! Silly Jedi! Remember, the Force will be with you, always. You must unlearn what you have learned. Hello, what have we here? Hello there. At last, where have you been? Nice of you guys to drop by. Ah, good. New acquisitions. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Well, hello there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars Car Talk. I'm Maurice from Jedi Toy Masters and wowzers, wowzers. Oh, my goodness. Do we have something to talk about this morning? Um, I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys had a, are having a wonderful uh, day uh, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and man, oh man, I got to start this off with a big warning. This is a spoiler-filled uh, a talk about The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 7, the final chapter of this season. And uh, oh my goodness. So if you have not seen it, please... Uh, Make sure you see it, make sure you watch it, and then come back. Or maybe you're one of those people that you know don't care about spoilers. You like listening to all the spoilers and then going to watch it to see if they match up with what you heard. I don't know. To each its own. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to talk Book of Boba Fett, and um, we're going to talk a little bit Hasbro this morning. But uh, before we get into it, I just want to let you guys know if you're watching this on YouTube, it would be wonderful if you just like and subscribe the video real quick. Um, and let me know in the comments below, what was your favorite part of the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 7? And um, and also, you know, uh, regarding Hasbro, we're going to talk about a little bit about Hasbro. Uh, let me know what your, what your thoughts are on just the way Hasbro is handling Star Wars toys right now. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Um, oh, also, we're on Instagram at Jedi Toy Masters. Make sure you follow us and uh, hit me up over there. <clears throat> okay, so before we get into Book of Boba Fett, I just wanted to touch a little bit on this whole thing with Hasbro. Um, what I mean by that is, uh, when depending on when you're listening to this, uh, this airs, this is recorded and aired the week that Chapter 7 of the Book of Boba Fett came out. And um, also... Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse had a live stream kind of like Fan Wednesday, Fan First Wednesday, something like that, where they kind of announced some of the uh, some of the Star Wars stuff that's going to be coming out soon and down the pipe and um, stuff that's going to be up for pre-order and all that stuff. And man, it is if you're watching me right now on video, it's like super, super duper sunny and I apologize that half of my face is just basically covered in sun anyway um so yeah they they did this whole zoom presentation four representatives from Hasbro with their Star Wars Book of Boba Fett t-shirts on and you know it it's it's cute I'll just say that it's cute it's cute that they you know I, I don't I don't deny that maybe some of these people um, are fans of Star Wars because obviously, like in all walks of life, there are fans of Star Wars. However, it just, it just, it's man, it must be really difficult for these people to have to put on a brave face and 
hit us with the information that they hit us with thinking that we as fans are just going to buy into whatever they're saying and be okay with it. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. You know, they announce, Oh, we're going to have, these are the, the new, uh, Black Series archive collection figures that we're gonna be we're gonna re-release and they make it sound like this is a huge deal that we're they're re-releasing a certain amount of a couple of figures with maybe new paint apps or new face sculpts or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's all they do is re-release figures. So it's it's like we get one or two new figures, new characters every like every quarter or half a year, and then everything else is basically a re-release of a figure that already has been out. Um, so, excuse me, um, yeah, they, they announced kind of like these re-release figures, archive collection, and then, and then they announced what's coming down the pipe. Oh, coming down the pipe in the archive collection. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's going to be amazing. And, you know, you got this to look forward to at the tail end of 2023. So, uh, like a whole year and change from now. And then they do the same thing with Vintage Collection. They they announce a few figures. They announce a few figures that are coming down the pipe. Um, they did announce a couple of Black Series figures that I thought were interesting. They announced the, uh, the, the, the pre-orders for the Bad Batch Black Series Echo and Omega. And um, who else? There was another. Oh, a Mandalorian Deathwatch uh, Trooper and... Um, and the old dude that originally wanted to capture the child Grogu from season one of Mando. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's great. Like, I, I definitely am excited for those figures. However, you know, for those of us that uh, actually, uh, you know, are, are online and, you know, follow each other online and are active in the community, in the Star Wars toy community specifically, you know, we've seen pictures of, of certain targets around the country that have already released these figures like randomly and they're talking Hasbro's talking pre-orders for these start and these don't come out until the fall of this year fall 2022 and I'm just scratching my head like why why do they keep doing that and then they're announcing things that are coming down the pipe that are we won't see until 2023 and and pre-orders for things for next year you know, I know, I know there's a couple of figures on Amazon that are up for pre-order, but they don't come out until like May of next year, 2023. And then there's stuff that's supposed to come out this year, but when you put it on pre-order, they always get, and I get it. I get the excuse of the, the supply shortage, the supply chain shortage, the, you know, the reality of the world we live in right now, as far as supply and demand and how things are getting shipped to this country. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm yawning. But I'm yawning because I am so tired of this nonsense with Hasbro. They Would it kill them to just release these figures already? Just like, just make them. Don't tell me that you're going to release them. Like, just release them. Or if you're going to release them, you know, that's what, one of the things I love about Apple. They and they make a big announcement, and they and they hype you up, and then they say, "Yeah," and pre-orders for this start right now, and you'll get it next week, or you'll get it in two weeks. Like they're they're not telling you about something that you're gonna have to wait a year or more, but they want your money now. Like they want you to pre-order it now. 
it, it, it's just so backwards, like it's so ridiculous. And uh, um, a really good uh, toy collector and a really good channel out there called Retro Blasting Michael. He, I mention him a lot because I, you know, definitely uh, enjoy his content, and he has a lot of really strong opinions and good opinions. Um, but he he spoke recently, uh, you know, about a situation and. You know, and the point that he was making was like, you know, we act like the toy companies are doing us a favor. But the reality is that it, it's it, without us, there's no them like it, it's really we have the power because we're the buyer. Like they're the ones taking the risk, you know, and I get it. They're the ones taking the risk. So that's why they do pre-orders. That's why they do uh, the, uh, the their, their little Kickstarter model. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of ridiculous that they they hype up these figures that are not going to be out for like a year. And and it's like they're they're always character. That's the other thing. They really they, they announce characters that they should have already had figures for. Like whatever happened to like how, you know, back in the good old days of Kenner, you know, Kenner would get information from the production of the movies and then they would make these figures so that way the, when the, once the movie comes out they actually had some figures that they can release no we don't do that anymore like the episodes come out the entire season of the bad batch comes out and then like a year over a year later we get we finally get all the characters of that from that show it's so ridiculous and then by the time we get that figure that character probably looks completely different because he's on to the next thing you know, it's it's just so ridiculous. Um, and I don't know what the solution is, uh, how to remedy this nonsense, because that's what it is. It's just nonsense. I don't know. I mean, when, when is Hasbro just going to like, you know, just finally like just say, just put their money where their mouth is and just put out stuff, put out stuff in quantity. I mean, I'm tired of going to Target and Walmart. And all you see is Black Series Landos and Vintage Collection Landos. Why did they produce so many of those figures, but not enough of everything else that's in demand? Like if they have, you know, that that going back to that Hasbro Pulse presentation, they got these four characters, these four people there that are Star Wars fans that they're 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 hap so happy to be announcing these Star Wars figures. Oh, and this is my favorite figure. Oh man. Well, why don't these guys have a say in? If they're fans, if they truly are fans, they should know, hey, like the fans are going to buy these figures. We should put these out there like in quantities. I, I, you know, it, it's just it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's And it's so frustrating. It is just so frustrating. But um, it's 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 the it's the way things are right now. And, you know, you it stinks because there are people that are into getting into collecting or, or, you know, kids that are into toys now and they don't know any better. They just assume that's how it is. Like you go to a store and they either have it or they don't. And I, you know, I come from a time, I remember a time where you would go to a store and, you know, specifically like a Toys R Us and it, it was aisles and aisles and, and pegs and pegs full of figures. Like you had your choice of the litter. It wasn't a matter of, oh, man, I can only get this figure because that's all they had. It was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I can get all of them. But my mom is only going to buy me two figures today. 
But look at all the figures that they have. I have to choose. Like we actually had to choose. We had to choose what to get. It's 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 pretty crazy. And now it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Now it's slim pickings and although I will say this, I was I was at a I was out recently. I went to a Target and a and a Walmart by me where I live and one thing I was impressed by is the amount of Fortnite toys that exist on the shelves at Walmart and Target. And also, um, there are these DC DC uh, Comics um, figures that are like three and three quarter inch that are now filling up pegs. I think Spin Masters makes them. And they're really cool figures. They are, they're, they're, you know, oh. Oh, sorry about that. Let me just fix this. I think Spin Masters uh, makes them and they are really cool. They're articulated. They're three and three quarter inch. They, um, like they're, they got different characters. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I, I had bought a bunch for my boys a while back, you know, cause you know, they like, they like Batman and Superman and flash and all these characters and, you know, and, and they keep pumping out more. So like, I'm like, man, I, I I'm going to start picking these up because these are really cool. And they're three and three quarter inch. So it's like, you know, you can, the play value is great. And now ahead of this Batman movie, this new Batman, Robert Pattinson, Batman, um, they got, they got the same, figures for modeled for that movie but in the same scale and similar packaging as these spin master figures that i've been seeing on pegs and and going back to fortnite like fortnite has so many like really cool three and three quarter inch figures and vehicles like a video game that does it doesn't have a show a tv show but it's like an ongoing story and they have merchandise like really good merchandise and 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 there's always stuff there but you look at the Star Wars section, and it's ridiculous. I saw the Mission Fleet, Star Wars Mission Fleet stuff at a Walmart, like the vehicles, those little ships that come with a figure. In the clearance aisle, marked down 50% off, like half off. And I'm thinking to myself, like, they had a really good property. They had the Play School uh, Star Wars toys that I was collecting from when my first son was born. And I thought those were great because they were perfect for little kids, perfect for babies to toddlers to, to, you know, to, to preschoolers and even, you know, even older kids, you know, like the play value, we still, my boys still play with them, with what we, what we have. And they just stopped, they just stopped making that stuff. And they, and they got gimmicky with the, with the sequel trilogy figures that they came out in that play school and they got just very gimmicky. And, and then they stopped and then they, now they're making this, this mission fleet nonsense that I don't know who's buying. I feel bad for the kids out there that are wanting to collect these and, and, and want these because pretty soon they're going to be gone. Like they're not going to make any more. Like it's going to be a failed line. It's, it's on, it's on track to do that, to be failed, to be a failed product line. And man, it's just so frustrating that, uh, you know, what you, what you see. And I, and I know I've harked on this in the past, but I just wanted to mention it because you know, especially after Hasbro Pulse does their old, they do this presentation, this song and dance, and it's it's the same song and dance that we're so used to. And then they have the audacity 
to show us this really, actually a really cool playset, the Jabba's Palace playset. Like the Jabba's Palace playset that we wish we had gotten when we were kids. They have the balls to basically present it and show it and say yes, and we took we all this, and you know it comes with the big Fortuna figure, and it's you know modeled after the Book of Boba Fett, Jabba's Palace, and blah 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 blah, and it's gonna come out sometime I think in the fall or something, or maybe even next year and there, and they have the guts to say, and it's gonna be two hundred and twenty nine dollars, like. I, I almost fell off my seat when I heard that. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. $229. Now, granted, it comes with a bunch of accessories and it's really nice and it's big. You know, it's like, I think they said it's like 20 inches by 10 inches tall, like something like that. Like, okay, but really? $229? So this is not for kids. This is not for, for families because and I, I mentioned it in the comments of that video when they when they announced it. I'm like, how is a dad with kids that love Star Wars, how am I supposed to justify paying $229 for that? It's bad enough that you got to pay like $20 or more for a, a Black Series figure. Or if you want a three and three quarter inch figure, you can't even get three and three quarter inch figures for less than like $12, $13, sometimes even more. Like... If those carbonized ones are like almost $20, they're like $17, $18. It's ridiculous, the price points. And they stopped making the five POA ones unless, the, unless you count the retro line, which are $10 each and they're hard to find. So I, I don't know what Hasbro is thinking. You know, they the, the, the Razorcrest is starting to ship and that thing is, I saw the unboxing video for that and <clears throat> they make it seem like, well, this is great. The play value of this thing is amazing. All these compartments come off and take it apart, put it back together. So they, <clears throat> they understand that this is, this has play value that a lot of people that are going to get this have kids and they're going to play with it. But why did you charge so much for it then? And, and why $229 for a Jabba's playset? So it, it is it is ridiculous, the, the, the prices. But anyway, uh, speaking of Book of Boba Fett, guys, let's switch gears here and do a quick, my quick reaction, my quick recap to the Book of Boba Fett. Chapter seven. Oh my gosh. You know, <clears throat> for all... all there's been so much complaining and whining of this whole season of this show that it, it kind of didn't live up to what we thought in our minds. But isn't that the character of Boba Fett? In our minds, we always thought Boba Fett was this, that, or the other. And the reality is that he went from being a, a, a nobody, a, an essential background character, to being an essential character to the mythology of Star Wars, to the, the clones and you know, the Mandalorians and all that. And here we are, it's like coming full circle. He's, he's basically just a regular dude with flaws. And, you know, and I think this episode kind of highlighted it that, you know, he, he, he's, he, he, he's a little bit in over his head and that's been Boba Fett's MO. You know, he trying to live up to this legend of his father and this legend of his armor and, he kept himself in trouble and 
the difference now is that he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a better person. And because of that, things, um, things work out for him and he, and he gets help, you know, and, and, and he gets respect because he's trying to do what's right. Maybe for the first time in his life, who knows, but I, 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 listen, I, I watched this episode through the lens of watching it with my sons, watching it through their lens. And when I watching it through that lens, I was super pumped. I was excited. I thought it was great. There, there's some flaws, definitely some things I can nitpick at, you know, but we basically get Boba Fett gearing up to battle the syndicate, the pikes and excuse me. And, um, it's not a really great plan. Like I, I feel like we don't really understand how many, how many people they're up against. They say a garrison, which I guess is 12 people in Star Wars. But, uh, like, we don't know what they're up against. I mean, we're used to watching epic bass space battles and, you know, and all kinds of giant battles. And this is kind of like a very uh, small, low-level ground battle, you know, gangs. You know, basically two gangs. It's, it's like... It's like the jets and the the, and the the jets and the preppies or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but um, I, I I really don't understand. Like, you know, how did Boba Fett really get in over his head so much? You know, um, thank goodness Mando was there. Thank goodness the people of Freetown show up when they did. You know, thank goodness Fennec Shang is such a survivor and such a good assassin because she basically is the one that takes everybody out in the end and thank goodness for that rancor because man oh man did Boba Fett need that rancor I thought that was really cool although the nitpick there was would be like okay he went to go get the rancor and but like wouldn't it have been made more sense for him to just go get his ship like he could have just come back in his ship and blown those those destroyer droids to smithereens and then that's it like like he could have just taken them all out but no he wanted to do it in an epic way with the rancor and that was fine because it was entertaining it was just so much fun it was like honestly like i feel like this this whole series more so than the mandalorian i think this series is more in the tradition of like watching an episodic animated show star wars animated show like like the Bad Batch or, um, uh, you know, or the Clone Wars. Like, I think it had that style. It had that energy. And it felt big in scale, but small also. It was, it was, it was interesting. You know, um, I thought, I knew Gogu was going to come back. I knew that was going to happen. It was kind of weird that, like, R2-D2 basically just drops him off. Flies him in an X-wing, drops him off, and then takes takes off to go back to Luke. Like, why couldn't Luke just drop him off? Like, I, just, I mean, it's not like he's he's training anybody right now. He, this was like gonna, this was going to be his first student. So I, I just thought that was weird. Um, what else? You know, man, that Wookie, that Wookie man, his fur must be made of Beskar because he was just like he was getting shot left and right, and he still survived. I mean, it looked like his ankle was broken at one point and he still made it. So I, I, that was, that was very interesting. Very interesting indeed. 
Um, but um, yeah, you know, it, I, all in all, I had fun with the show. And the way it ends is kind of funky because you kind of, it's almost like humorous, like him and his little Brad Tag team is like just kind of sitting there talking and relaxing. And Boba Fett has a little moment where he kind of feels like maybe, maybe I'm not the leader that these people need. Like maybe this is not me. And Fennec Shang is like, well then who? So that kind of opens it up to maybe him going to find somebody else. Maybe the Marshall Cup Vanth becomes that person that he leaves in charge of that whole area of not just Freetown, but most all of Tatooine. And maybe, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting ways this can go leading into the Mandalorian and Mandalore and Ahsoka. And so it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with a season two of The Book of Boba Fett. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. I think maybe you can tell. We, you, we, we, you can tell Boba Fett stories now. I mean, if anything, this season has proven that you can tell Boba Fett stories and incorporate other stories. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all about him. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe season three of The Mandalorian you get a couple of episodes that are about Boba Fett and, and how how he's going to make his transition into that story. <clears throat> and um, I can totally see that happening. And I don't know if we'll get I don't know if we'll get a season two. I think this this whole show, the book of Boba Fett's was kind of like an experiment to see, like, can we tell weird stories like this? Like it. And I've said this before, like this show is like the most George Lucas show of anything that we've gotten that's Disney Star Wars. Like, I think this is the most George Lucas. And I think that's why we're kind of like weird, weirded out about it because it is very weird. Everything from the speeder bike gang to the weird flashbacks to just the weird characters to the funny moments to it, it, it just very weird and I think that is Star Wars and that's George Lucas so uh, I like Grogu putting the Rancor to sleep I thought that was really cool that harkens back to Ezra Star Wars Rebels and Ezra training and, and, and using the force to kind of like subdue animals and creatures um, I, I like the uh, I like the fact that Mando is still not that great with that dark, the dark saber. Like he's still not that great with it. Uh, let's see. You know, there was a, there was a little bit of King Kong in the uh, Rancor scenes. You know, when he's like climbing the tower, and uh, but it was really cool to actually see a Rancor in live action like that move around. Uh, you know, like the last time we saw something like that was maybe like in a video game. My my sons have been watching playing uh, the Force Unleashed. There's like a giant rancor in that that you have to defeat, and uh, but yeah, you know. Now I want a rancor, not not the Haslab uh, Kickstarter one that they wanted way too much money for. No, I, I I want one of those like the like the nineteen the nineties late nineties or the two thousands rancor that came out. I but now I'm gonna have to search eBay for one because I really want a rancor. But uh, anyway, guys, what did you think of this? Where do we go from here? Um, I personally really want to rewatch 
Mando season one and season two and the Book of Boba Fett like as a trilogy. I want to rewatch it. And hopefully that'll bring me right to May because May 23rd or 23rd, we're getting the Obi-Wan series, which somebody mentioned that it's exactly 45 years after we saw Obi-Wan in A New Hope. We're going to see him in his own show, which I thought, I think that's really nice. It's, it's like poetry, it rhymes, it goes around and around in circles, <laughs> as Mr. Lucas would say. Uh, I, I, I really, really, I don't know. I enjoyed myself with this show, man. I, I, I can't. Yes, there's a lot of things that are just nitpick. You can nitpick and are weird, but like at the end of the day, like they didn't ruin the character for me, and they're not ruining anything for me. Like it's, it's not like oh, this is ruining Star Wars. Like no, like I think this was fun and interesting and different, and and it's there's and it's and the reality is Boba Fett is a very obscure character. Like yeah, he's he's become this legend to all to a lot of us, but like it's. It, it it's it, it doesn't the character doesn't really belong to us like you know the, the whatever stories have been made about this character I think just make it more interesting and the duel at the end with Cad Bane I mean I really I really wish they had mentioned like I wish Cad Bane had a line or something where he's like you know you may have that armor but you know this time you're going to you're going to get more than just that dent on your on your helmet. You know like I wish there was a line like that to kind of insinuate that that dent in Boba Fett's helmet was because of Cad Bane because because of that unused storyline from Clone Wars that Dave Filoni wrote. Ah, uh, the duel with Cad Bane was really cool. Um especially since we've seen Cad Bane for those of us that watch Clone Wars and Bad Batch and you know, Cad Bane has been this elusive character that, man, he's like, he always escapes. He never gets caught. It's it's like he's he's so good. And here, finally, Boba Fett gets the upper hand, of course, because Cad Bane is old. He's like, he's old, basically. And, um, and the way he kills him, he doesn't kill him like the way Cad Bane would kill him. He kills him the way a Tusken would kill him. A Tusken Raider would kill him, which is his people. You know, now, because he's a new man. He's a new person. He's not Boba Fett anymore. He's this new thing. He's born again. <laughs> it's a nat nat. But uh, guys, what did you think? Uh, I, I don't know. My mind is all over the place. I'm trying to think of things that I didn't like. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like production wise, the battle seemed very small. But I feel like it's because like, I just feel like they filmed this thing in like a giant parking lot and they built sets and they just kept moving the sets around to make it seem like they're in a different part of the city or whatever and you know you gotta you gotta imagine like these are just like giant sets with huge green screens behind them and you know and i just feel like those the the pikes those fish guys like they kept using the same six guys and moving them around and they just kept getting shot and get you know getting killed and then they would get those guys and put them somewhere else and you know and that kind of made it seem like there were so many of them uh but yeah no more pikes now what's up with the syndicate like who who's gonna who's gonna come back and say hey you killed you killed this these people we can't run spicer here now what's going on like there's always a bigger fish as qui-gon would say so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in mando season three and in the Ahsoka series. 
Um, you know, obviously, Obi-Wan and Andor take place, you know, prior to all any of this, because it takes place prior to A New Hope. We've already gotten word that Andor, we don't even know when Andor, Andor is coming out and, and they already already got approved for season two. So that's going to be interesting. But, you know, what that show is about and what it leads into. Maybe it'll connect to Obi-Wan. Uh, man, it's really cool, guys. It's just really cool. Uh, I'm bummed about the toys, bummed about the figures, bummed that, you know, you can't just go get a Boba Fett figure right now. It's just like ridiculous. But that's that's the that's where we're at right now. But what did you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Hit me up on Instagram at Jedi Toy Masters and uh, let's start a conversation there. What did I miss? Is there anything else that was a huge plot point miss or whatever? Like I don't know. Like I, I, I you know my like I said my expectations for this show were never really high, and I I, didn't, I never expected this show. I like I never expected to see Luke Skywalker on, in this show. So that was a huge thing. But, um, but yeah, guys, I don't know. I just like Star Wars. I, I, I'm really happy with where, where I am in my like liking of Star Wars right now. Like, I, you know, I, I was, I was really cynical and bummed for a while with the sequel trilogy and, but I really like this era and I like where we're at and I like these stories that we're exploring and I like that it's weird and different and, you know, I've. I, maybe I've gotten soft in my old age, but I've learned to kind of appreciate the prequels and appreciate the different time periods of Star Wars. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for where we're at. So, guys, again, let me know what you think. Uh, happy, happy Star Wars. <laughs> and, uh, guys, uh, I don't even know what, what I'm saying anymore. Like and subscribe, and uh, I'll catch you next time. And remember... The Force will be with you, always.